Hey everyone, this is your Hair V Session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. So I started this podcast last May, and what I've discovered and have really enjoyed is finding a connection with my guest. It's kind of the same way with my clients sitting in my chair. That's what feels good to me right now. And not only that, but what I love is taking the time to listen, hear, and ask questions about an individual's story. By nature, I'm a curious person. I'm always fascinated by others and their stories, how they came to be, what lessons they've learned through life, what obstacles that they've gone through, and their successes. I love learning. I love thinking and processing thoughts and feelings about what I've just heard. And what's incredibly interesting is you could be two entirely different individuals look different, dress different, even be from two different countries. But what I found with the interviews that I have done, that there is always something that we have in common. I started following Lexi Johnny about three to four years ago. It was when she had did a hair photo shoot with a photographer I worked with quite a bit, Holly Sieber. From there, I've seen all the amazing work she's done with hair. I think it was about last month, and I mentioned this in her interview, is she had posted a video of her dancing. And she talks about how she used to be a dancer, or is still a dancer. And to me, watching that video, she looks so carefree, light, and just happy. After watching the video, it made me want to get to know her more. Her as a person and also a stylist, which last year she had moved to Unique Touch Salon. And Unique mentions her in our interview that I had with Unique in episode 14. I feel that the universe attracts you to certain people in your life. And you never know who you'll come across and how much of an impact they might make on your life, whether it's something small or something major. I'm really glad that I reached out to Lexi and we've had such great conversations. Please enjoy listening to my interview with Lexi Johnny. Interview Monday, February 22nd of 2021. All right, guys, so I'm on the show with Lexi Johnny. Hi. Hi. Um, so anyways, I don't know. You could probably hear Hunter crying in the back. Can you hear him crying? I can. <laughs> Just a little bit. So cute. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's been kind of doing the – I hate saying the terrible twos, but it's – It's just that. Yeah, all day. The kiddos growing and exploring and learning about themselves. <laughs> yeah, which I really love all the Instagram uh, messages that you send me. They're so sweet. Oh, because I'm like at my wits end over here. <laughs> I know. I just remember, you know, those times. I mean, my kiddos, you know, they have 
they were pretty okay though like when yeah they're and stuff like that but i just understand that kids have their moments you know yeah they're trying to navigate so yeah as um, we are <laughs> well, yeah uh, well, and people too, right now. So yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not just, yeah, not just kids; it's adults too. Exactly. Uh, so everybody, I actually have been following Lexi. I I think it's been like three, four years. I've been following you on Instagram. It was the photo shoot you did with Holly. I did a photo shoot with Holly, and like, yeah, Holly, it was so fun. Like one of my really good friends, her mom actually connected us together oh that's um, cool while back yeah um is um corinne uh, i don't think i know her soul she passed and i just truly loved her beautiful soul but um yeah she was just how so long ago was that yeah so that was like about i think maybe a couple of years ago i believe okay yeah and she connected us and um it was just really beautiful i did her daughter's hair for that photo shoot and it was just executed beautifully, and I was really cool. proud of it. And Holly was so sweet and patient, and you know, yeah, yeah it was really. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be in the show. Alex, can you take Hunter? There. I mean, maybe we can edit it out a little bit. You know, maybe so can I can ask him. Or we can like start again too. Hey, that's the good thing about it. So yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on a minute. Let me pause this for a second. Okay, here we go. So, hey, everybody, this is Lexi Johnny, and we're doing this again because my child was screaming in the background. <laughs> um, but we were talking about how I started following Lexi because she had done a photo shoot with a photographer that I'd been working with quite a bit, yeah. Holly Sieber. And you mm-hmm. said that that shoot was a couple years ago. I feel That's like it was more. More than a couple years ago, I was saying that I, um, my friend who connected me, I think it was like a, I was sharing with you. She passed on. She was yeah. such a beautiful soul, and um, that was like about a couple, a few years ago that she. Yeah. But the photo shoot's been definitely more than a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, we just, I just been following you, and then I think what was really cool is then you started working at unique touch salon yeah where i had interviewed unique i think it was like a couple months ago maybe a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and so i saw that you started working there yeah and i really love seeing all of your work and and you know how like on instagram you can kind of it's like i don't know if it's right but you can kind of feel the vibe of the person i agree Okay. I didn't know about that very well. <laughs> yeah, know. so that's so, when I, yeah, I asked Unique, and yeah. she was so nice, and she mentioned you. I was like, oh, yeah, I follow Lexi, and so that's how we connected. Unique is very, very sweet, genuine spirit. I love working with her. She's so talented and just, you know, makes everyone feel welcome, and she's just really mutual. I just love, I love working with her. <laughs> I, enjoy, so, I enjoy the space that she created, too. Now, you guys, how long have you been working there? I remember I asked you I, that before. Yeah, I, I just got there in August, actually. Okay. Uh, um, uh, yeah, time runs so fast. Just recent August. I know. Yeah. yeah. Fast. I'm like, geez. Um, well, I, it was really cool to get to know you. And actually, guys, like, I don't, I'll probably say this at the beginning of the show, but now what I'm doing with my guests is physically meeting my guests before actually doing 
the episode. And I feel like that's so important because I just don't like, hey, I like your work on Instagram. Let's interview you. You know, I, it, one of the things about doing the podcast is having that connection with another person. Yes. So I know it was a very short time to have the opportunity to sit down on the couch at the salon, but I really love your energy. So I'm hoping that we can meet up again. Like I know, like after maybe COVID or something. Yeah. But I, I feel like you have a really incredible story. So I've, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but originally you're from the Caribbean. Yes. Now, and then you moved at 11 years old from there to live with your dad in Portland. Yes. Okay. So can you go back to that journey again? Yeah, it was like quite amazing and exciting and scary at the same time. I do remember I left the Caribbean, my homeland, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, a beautiful island um, in the Caribbean. It's very tiny. I left in the nighttime and I was just like very excited. It was just interesting. My first time, you know, coming to like America, um, I was very excited and nervous at the same time because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm going to miss my family and miss mm -hmm. my friends and stuff like that. And um, I came with a stewardess chick, you know, like she assisted me, make sure I was okay and safe. And then I remember connecting with this one girl in Miami and she it was her first time like going a little bit further into the States as well. That's and she cool. was really excited and stuff. So we connected on the plane. And I remember there was like turbulences and we held hands and Aww. we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to get through this. You know, what, so. was, what was the initial reason for you to move to the U.S.? Just to kind of like, you know, for better um, opportunities, just to kind of have yeah. a little bit more to be with my dad. Because when I actually initially came, it was my first time meeting him actually when I came to the state. Really? Yeah, I've always been connected with him from afar. Like, you know, I spoke to him over the phone and he would send things for me. And my mom did a great job making sure I was connected to him and talking mm -hmm. to him. He was always there for me from afar, but meeting him in person, that was initial first time. So it was like wow. really like, you know. Was scary. he really excited to see you? Absolutely. That's you know, awesome. Absolutely. He was really embracing and loving. And um, yeah, so it was really a new experience for sure. Yeah. So when you came over here at 11, um, you also told me that you were a dancer. You were a dancer back in the Caribbean then, right? Well, in the Caribbean, like, I always loved dancing, you know, mm -hmm. but um, it's very interesting because we have carnival and then stuff like that, and it's, like, colorful, and there's music everywhere. But um, at some point, I will be shy to dance because, like, I grew up in Seven in Venice, and so my grandmother, she'll be like, you know, you shouldn't dance, and then... So I like kind of like steal like dancing away from her and like do it mm -hmm. around like my friends and family like by my mom because she was a bit more lenient you know. Mm -hmm. um, but like when I was around my grandparents and their friends and families, you know, the church family, I was like, okay, I can't do that. But yeah. When I was in the countryside, I was like, oh heck yeah, I'm gonna break out and do my yeah. Thing. I love dancing. It was within me, and I always loved music. Yeah. Still love music, still dancing today. Well, and I love it because I saw you do um, a little dance on Instagram. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do, is it still up on your feed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Um, so now you're 11 years old, you're living here in Portland. And yeah. then is that when you started getting into doing more professional dancing? 
So um, my family, my dad and his wife, our family, when I came here, we are actually very creative and they're artistic and very creative. And my dad's a musician and my mom taught African dance in schools in Oregon. She taught dance everywhere. And my dad accompanied her um, to be a drummer and she would teach class. And they, yeah, so we started our little family. So I would go to dance classes with them and stuff, you know, and it was really cool. And um, I would dance, you know, and I was like, this is cool, you know, wow. (laughs) African dance, this is my first time actually learning African dance style when I actually- Was here here in Portland? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, okay. From my mom. Yeah, she taught the African dance style because she studied different cultures and their dance styles and stuff like that. And she now, taught it. when we were so when we were talking before, you started. Were you starting to do hair for the other dancers? Yes, I was okay. doing hair. Um, you know, like I was doing hair for dancers, the Jefferson dancers that joined that dance company, and um, I was doing hair, you know, for the, the dancers there, because I was actually doing hair before I went to high school. I've been doing hair for quite a while, actually. Dates way back into the Caribbean. When I was, like, about seven, I got really intrigued and fell in love with the art of it. I just thought it was so cool, because I saw my aunt, you know, braiding her friend's hair, mm-hmm. um, and my grandma had lots of long hair, and I would just kind of play with it and braid it, and Yes, I've always been really intrigued with um, hairstyling very young. So and, I did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry. Like, but it wasn't like cutting or coloring back then. It was mostly okay. Yeah, just you know, braiding. You know, okay. Like and styling the hair, like styling too. Mm-hmm. I really love styling hair. So it was like braiding and styling. You know, playing around with hair, stuff like that. So, so what? Um, because I like this story, is. Now, why did you switch from, because you were going to become or wanted to become a professional dancer. Yeah. Right? So can you tell the story about that? (laughs) I I love it. I I just thought I was going to be like a famous dancer. You can tell me I couldn't do it. I was just like, I'm going to go audition. I'm going to be this famous dancer and just change life and blah, blah, blah. Um, So I really... um, got inspired one day and I was just like you know what my kiddos were younger I think they were like Mm -hmm. about one and two uh or my daughter was two my son was still like about one Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like I'm a dreamer I dream really big and sometimes I'm like oh my gosh but I'm like hey sometimes you gotta dream big and give it a chance and see what happens right so one day I was like you know so you think you can dance that tv show Mm-hmm. I love that show and I was like I just kept visualizing myself being there so badly on stage cool. and everything I just keep seeing myself there and I'm like I'm gonna go audition for the show do they have so auditions I, in Portland the audition wasn't was in LA oh so okay Trained really hard I took some ballet classes for like at least I don't know three weeks I was just practicing I stretched I danced I did everything I could and like I got this like orange um two-piece like a crop top and that's cool one shirt and a crop top skirt and I literally saw myself in that so I it actually came into my life I found this orange outfit that I applied for like months and I went down to LA and auditioned for this tv show and I got pretty far like out of you know the 3,000 I was in top 150 that's like right before you go to um Vegas so I the Vegas one was like okay you're gonna like definitely that's another chance for you to actually be yeah. on the show. But I got cut before that. 
And I was feeling like a little discouraged and I was like, oh man. So the camera, as I got off stage, they were like, hey, you know, the people coming up, what did they say to you? What did the judges say? I'm like, well, they just told me, you know, I have to train a little bit more and stuff like that. Mm. I think they want to catch me crying, but I was like, you know, he's not going to catch me really? crying. When I got outside and I saw my aunt, I started crying. I really cried. But How not- old were you? It was just, I think I was like about 23. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty young. Um, so I was like, you know, this is, if I felt discouraged, but I was like, you know what? It's all good. Came back to Portland and I was like, okay, so I guess after all the dance life isn't for me. I need to find something that I'm very passionate about. And that's going to actually be more mm-hmm. um, stable for my children or for my family. And I can bring in money into my life and I'll be happy doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever I do, I have to love doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I decided, you know, it's time to go to beauty school. I've been talking to my husband about that for a while. My family talked to me about that for a while. You know, like you should go to beauty school. And then, um, and you, and you told me (laughs) that you had, did you have a stroller? You had your two kids with you. (laughs) So it was just so funny. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to beauty school. So I took my kiddos down to try to enroll and I pushed them in this little stroller because my teacher would always make fun. And she's like, would always remind me like hey let's go to Lexi with her kids in the stroller coming in like I'm ready and I want to do this and I want to do that <laughs> and I was serious you know I was just like it's time it's time mm-hmm. to change it's time to change gears it's time to shift directions I can still dance but it doesn't have to be like in a professional way that I yeah desire. but it was, was time for me to pursue this passion of care was that hard for you to let go of the the dancing the a dancing? little bit yeah a little bit, but I was like, you know, it's there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Something I can always do for myself and, you know, just because, right? Yeah. And although I was kind of crushed, I just knew that I'm the type of person, like, I'm like, when it's time to shift and go a different direction, I have to find some peace with that. And I found some peace with that. And I was okay. I was like, okay. See, I love okay. that because I feel <laughs> from talking with people from the podcast and with COVID, Mm-hmm. Now with the kiddos getting older, it's like, you really got to pivot. Absolutely. You got to be okay with it. And, yeah. and I used to like fight tooth and nail and get upset and cry when things didn't work out where I yeah. thought that they should work out. And then I realized something was better later yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, yeah. yeah. And I also want to say now what I absolutely love is how much grace mothers give each other. Yes. So like you going in a stroller with your kiddos, if I was at the school and a mom, I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, I pushed them in the little, that stroller. They were both there, you know, yeah. In stroller, and I just pushed them in and walked in like, Hey, <laughs> I think that's awesome. But with me, you know, the beautiful thing about that, I entered that school with my kiddos. They were in their strollers and I graduated with my kiddos. <laughs> they were walk- so sweet. They were walking. They were at my graduation. So, And what school was that? It was Beaumont College. Okay. Beaumont Beauty College. Yeah. And that was, is that off of Southwest 12th or was it off of Southwest 12th? Was like Southwest 11th. It was oh, like okay. from Jefferson or something like that. I think it or was pretty close to where my, yeah, it was pretty close to where my first salon was that I started apprenticing at. Okay, nice. And you yeah. said that you had a pretty good education there, right? 
I would say I personally enjoyed it. I learned a lot there. I felt like um, that's at the time when I was going to Bowen, was the students, it was so diverse there, you mm-hmm. know, team, and um, it was just a lot of diversity there. And I had a great opportunities to be a part of this design team. Oh, that's that cool. One of my absolute favorite teachers is um, Miss Carrie, Carrie Sims. She actually created that design team to give students opportunities to like, you know, just kind of challenge themselves and um, up their skills and creativity and just express themselves, you know, artistically mm-hmm. with hairstyles, creating hairstyles and technical, you know, um styling and stuff like that techniques you know what was the uh, so what does the design team entail yeah so we actually we had to first have the audition to be a part of the team and then after that we'll go compete so we went to oh, orlando okay. florida to compete oh, in cool. those like um hairstyling competitions yeah and would you have a model or a mannequin so it was a mannequin head that i had okay with the shoulders and stuff like that. And yeah. so we all went down there, like the, the design team members. I think it was like eight of us, I don't remember. But like we went down to Orlando, Florida and we styled here. We had 30 minutes to do this hairstyle. So we'll be practicing period to that, you know, going there for hours and hours, just trying to practice. So teachers will have this like time it, you know, they'll time us and try to let us do it and see how fast we did, you know, and the, other um, teachers at the school and students will cheer us on because we'll do like little practice runs in front of them mm-hmm. and they like cheer us on and stuff like that. So that's so cool. Yeah, I, I really credit like um, my teacher, Miss Carrie. Up to this day, she's very supportive of me and like is really there for even students who have already graduated. She's still just really passionate that's really about what cool. she does in education and teaching. So I really appreciate her so much. And yeah. That's really cool. And then after you graduated, you took off, was it about a month off of, like, didn't go oh. into an apprenticeship right away? Well, I didn't go into apprenticeship right away. Yeah. I okay. Um, well, I didn't go into a salon right away, rather. To work. Okay. Personally, I took some time off and then I went into apprenticeship. I went to, you know, assistant. I really... I believe that it's very important to learn as much as you can, even after beauty school. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah. go now. I'm all just this pro. I'm like, it's time to go and learn from the best so I can be one of, of the best out of many mm-hmm. of the best in there, you know, in the industry. So and I this- just took my time and I did a apprenticeship program with Blue Ace Salon under Peggy um that was and two others that's the thing that blows my mind is i'm like wait a minute i wrote this down so blue a salon buffon and studio 69 yeah Mm -hmm. i was everywhere (laughs) you never hear of anybody doing three apprenticeship programs but you know what the thing is i did them at different times though i mean i know maybe we haven't heard of people doing that but they were all at different times so you know my question though is if you did them at different times did you ever take clients behind the chair or were you always an apprentice to be honest i was always doing clients let's just okay. be real yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're always i mean i was always yeah. doing people but i wasn't working in a salon per se like having clients come to me at that time i really dedicated that time for learning and to be an apprentice you know what i mean but right. of course i had clients here and there like that yeah like a long you know yeah how long were your apprenticeship programs? There were, like, I think I did one for like maybe four months and I did another one for like three. Oh, months. okay. One, and I actually, the Studio 691 
I actually assisted Sheree Nicole, who was, was the manager for Studio 69. She's an amazing hairdresser and she's my friend today. Okay. Very supportive, um, very talented, awesome artist. And she, I assisted her, you know. Um, she asked if I can be her assistant. And I was like, I told her, I was like, actually, I want to be assistant. And she, I assisted really her for cool. like a year and like I learned so much from her. So many awesome techniques from her. And um, then after that, I was like, okay, maybe I can work here. So I worked with her for two more years. And then, um, yeah, so I kind of had gotten a little, you know, sick. And then I took a break. And then mm-hmm. later on, I went to Conscious Coils. Oh, okay. Later on. And then I was with Conscious Coils for some time. Um, I think maybe four years or something like that. Then I went to Unique. So that's how that went. Is Conscious Coil still around? It is still around, yeah. Oh, okay. And Amber Stark, she's the owner of Conscious Coils. I had a privilege of working with her. And also, she's the one that helped to really change the law and helping there to be a license for natural hair dresses yeah. to practice. That's natural really cool. hairstylist who performs braiding, weaving, and all those kind of natural hair techniques that does not require color or chemical services. Mm-hmm. She really worked so hard to um, provide that opportunity for, you know, people who loved Brayden, but they mm-hmm. couldn't afford to go to beauty school to pay the full price, to have the opportunity to still practice in a professional setting and do it safely and have the knowledge of how to, you know, That's make really sure cool. they do the right things and keeping the tools clean and provide an excellent service for our clients. So That's really cool. shout out to Amber Stark. She's an amazing, amazing woman. Um, I really loved and enjoyed working with her. So. And then how did you find Unique? Unique. Well, Unique and I came across each other in Seattle. Oh, wait, hold on a minute. Um, you're kind of pausing really quick. Okay, no, it's okay. So how did you find Unique again? Well, I actually met Unique um, around, I think in Seattle, we connected at a hair show. And I saw her and we just kind of chat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, we just chat. I remember I was actually there. I was actually working, I believe, at one of the shows. Or I believe I was, I had connections because I worked with Wella in the past mm-hmm. behind the scenes at the shows. So I actually like help prep models and style models for them to actually be at those Cosmoprof shows and walk on stage and stuff oh, like that's that. That's cool. Because I worked with some amazing like um, hairdressers in the industry, you know? Mm-hmm. And Wella um, had me, you know, come back there and help them and everything. That's really cool. Yeah. And so what did Unique say? She's like, hey, I have a salon in Portland. No. Okay. At that time, I didn't really know. She didn't have a salon at the time. Okay. On her own. Yeah. How I ended up in her salon recently, you know, like I said, I started in August was only because I was actually looking for a space to kind of like elevate my skills and kind of provide a little bit more. Um, services to my mm-hmm. clients, you know, like, um, so I reached out to her. I remember seeing her post something online that says she opened up a new salon and I was like, oh my goodness, I saw the photos and I'm like, this is beautiful. And I remembered um, just her spirit and just her presence. And I remember like mm-hmm. having a nice interaction with her. And I was like, let me call her and see if there's a space available. That's so really cool. um, she was like, yeah, I still actually am looking for hairdressers. And that's how it went we just connected like boom you know I love it there I am <laughs> I I love it her I mean I love that it's in a house 
yeah it's really neat you know it's like you have a porch and then you guys can hang out yes have coffee or tea Mm -hmm. I don't know it just has a really good vibe in there I agree I totally agree and I think that in order to have like a peaceful environment it matters who is there yeah in the space so it's just really nice. I think we have a nice team. There's a nice balance. Yeah. Because you have, is there three people total? Or are there yeah, there's three okay. of us. There's actually four of us total, I would say. But we there's one room that there's a hairdresser in there. Oh, okay. And the, most of the time when I work, it's me and Unique. And the other stylist is always her and Unique. So oh, that's I work cool. on different days and we alternate, yeah. I actually, well, I came from, so you also know somebody from 77, but I did not work with her. Yeah. Rashida, right? Yeah, I believe she worked at 77. Like, okay. Yeah. So I came from a salon that we would have almost, I think, up to 14 stylists. And Mm -hmm. I used to, and I was really fine for it for a while. And then I realized that now moving to Northwest 21 Salon, it's just me and Chelsea. But then we have uh, two girls that share a facial room. And I I love it. nice i love knowledge that's a lot i do it's just it's a bunch of personalities nothing wrong with it but it's just nice to be at a place that's a little bit more chill right then i can deal with the craziness at home (laughs) (laughs) right totally Mm -hmm. so now how long have you been doing hair like uh licensed i would say like about it was like 12 years now i believe so where you're so 13 where, yeah something so like that where you're at in your life like how long have been doing i know it? yeah all no my all my life but professionally you know learning all those techniques and yeah cool professionally um i think about 12 to 13 years i believe now how do you feel about hair now like being a hairdresser from when you first started and where you're at now and i know like i feel like covid has something to play with that a little bit but how do you feel now about being a hairdresser I love it I think it's a great time like you know my mindset around this whole COVID times and all that is just like elevating yeah and moving up progressing because in life we always have to excel and get better and get better yeah and just work on ourselves and progress and I just look at this time as a time to really seek that opportunity to level up to elevate in our lives whatever that may be personally professionally in every way and to like seek balance while while doing so so i would say during this times business has really still been wonderful yeah as it always has been for me i'm really grateful when i said i'm really humble clients are still coming like they were before you know mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just I'm just truly grateful because I know it's not like that for everyone. Every right. hairdresser have a different story. I know that when we did go into lockdown and I couldn't do hair, you know, when we went in March for lockdown mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, how am I going to be there for my clients? Because I cannot touch them physically. How yeah. else can I be there? So my mind was like, okay, boom, create hair packages. Well, so I cool. gathered these like different products together and I put them in a hair a box. So I created different packages that had like maybe hair oil, leave-in conditioners, hairspray. And I would just like promote them on IG 
And I told my clients, hey, you guys, I'm selling these hair packages. If you guys need support, you know, here I am. I'm here for you. If you have any questions, I'm here for you. This is a little bit of the way you can kind of still connect with me without me physically being close to you. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. still here for you from afar. If you need consultations, feel free to reach out to me. We can do like a video call. So I really still like kept my clients. I didn't just drop them off the leeway. Yeah. I wanted them to know I was still there for them. That's really cool. You know, no matter what. So I took that initiative to like really be there for them. And, you know, um, yeah, so I created his hair packages and my husband was totally right on. Like he supported me. I told him what I was going to do. And he's like, I got you. Like he, you know, helped me um, in that way. And I just start buying all these things together and put them together in these beautiful packages and people bought them. That's great. Like literally all the packages that I created, they're gone. And then it was just like perfect timing. Like when um, everything opened back up, found the salon, clients kept coming, mm-hmm. you know? So did you get, did you get the PPP loan or unemployment or anything? I did not get any of that. I did, however, get um, this, a small one. It's from like, I forgot which one it was from. I applied for it a long time ago and it just came in like maybe, Oh, nice. Um, I would say three months ago. Like oh, three hundred dollars, okay. which was really helpful though. Yeah. But I didn't have I didn't really get any major loans or anything like that or grants. I just hustled the heck out of Yeah. <laughs> I just hustled and trust the process and literally was like, It's gonna be all right. I was like, It's gonna be all right, you know? It's she, challenging, but I didn't really yeah. give up on And your kiddos fourteen and fifteen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are they doing with COVID? And like it's not challenging. going to school. Yeah. Yeah, it's challenging for them, for sure. The online school is, you know, it's not ideal. I think that they sort of like the sense that they're maybe not in school all the time, but mm-hmm. the interaction of being, you know, around other students, also having teachers around, they mm-hmm. can just go up to and say, hey, I need help yeah. with this and that. You know, it's different, you know. Are they going to be? For them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are they planning on going back in April? Um, I'm not sure what's going to okay. happen with that. I have no clue. I know they're thinking about something like that, but we'll have to yeah. see. I do know that my son's school, they're going to start having a few students meet um, starting next month, just like five students meet at a time. Oh, okay. Just to kind of like get some help, you know, with a teacher mm-hmm. in person. And I think that's great. So I signed my good. son, I signed up my son for that opportunity because I'm like, yeah, they've been out of you know school for a minute. So it's, you know, it's, it is crazy because I feel like with the COVID, um, it's affected people all different ways. Yeah. yeah. So I I would get people say to me like, well, you're so lucky because your kids aren't in school. But it's like I have twin boys that are two years old and they just like jump off the walls. Like I have to make sure to watch out that they're yeah. safe. And it does get kind of tiring. But yeah, it is really hard for everybody. Um, Absolutely. So going back to when you were saying that just hustling, I, I didn't think we'd be shut down for so long Mm -hmm. and I didn't think that this was going to be around for so long. I don't know if I necessarily checked out, but I was just a little quiet and and I did do some garage hair. Like I had Mm -hmm. some clients come in and I'd cut their hair, color their hair out in the garage. Right. Totally. Yeah. And then for me, I was just not really happy with where I was at. Mm-hmm. So going to 70 or going to Northwest 21 salon, I feel like reinvigorated. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely nice. do. So 
my two things that I've been doing is I used to jam pack my schedule. I don't know if you were like, like that, you know, it's like hustle, hustle, and you'd still do really great quality work, but I would have like five or six clients a day if it was like haircuts or colors and cuts. Um, and then now it's, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. And I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do that. I would Mm -hmm. rather just have a few clients in the day that I can focus and a little bit and have a great conversation. Right. I feel like it's so important. I think it's absolutely important. And I'm really happy that you're actually lowering um, how many clients that you see. It's very important. It's it's important for our mental health, um, you know, just for us to enjoy what we do and keep doing what we do. And serving these clients and being happy because I feel like if you are just like overworking yourself, yeah. just kind of like being there, being there, and having all these clients, you know, it's just like you get burned out and then you forget to eat. You know how our schedule? Oh, totally, right? Yeah. And then you forget to eat and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna be alright, I'm gonna push through, and it's just like it's not the right way to go. Have you noticed a shift? Like, well, first of all, has your mm-hmm. clientele changed throughout the years? Because I know mine has. Got it. Has I your think- type of client changed? Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. I feel like in terms of my clients and stuff like that, I, you know, gratefully attract really good clients. I feel like the ones that who were, who weren't meant to be in my life or who are disrespectful, they're, they're gone. Yeah. I invite peace, tranquility and like great vibes. So I have a really great clientele and I don't believe in overworking. I've never, so like, you know, I don't really need to lessen anything. I only see about three to four. I have this model where I believe, like, I don't want to overwork myself and have my clients stress me out. Yeah. I'm not I like gonna even, no, no, no. Because I already have my own crap, all my own yeah. stuff, oh, my yeah. own personal life to balance out. I don't need to overwork myself. I don't need seven to six clients every day. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. I like to have my balance. I love to be able to go out for walks in nature to meditate, to like dance, to breathe, to get to my massages and all that, you know, just have my downtime. So I really think it's important, like you were saying, to like really have, you know, less and to have, you know, time for yourself and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so what I just only do small amounts. Yeah. Now, cause I want to use this as, as, as an example, when I first started leasing, I would do mm-hmm. a ton of avant-garde photo shoots for haircuts and colors, which you saw. Yeah. And so the, yeah. So those were the type of clients that I would get. I would get like really edgy clients that wanted yeah. something asymmetric. Mm-hmm. I still get those clients, but not as much. So my clientele has actually changed over time. Mm-hmm. And I think it also has to do with the fact is, um, I think home life, like married, I yeah. have kids now. So guess what? Mm-hmm. I get moms in my chair. I had a, yeah, I had a mom the other day. She's like, I don't know if you get a lot of moms in your chair, but I just really sense that you, you love your kids. I see them on your stories and it's like, of course. that's who I want. Yes. Not, I mean, I don't want all my clients to be moms, you know, right. they don't, but it was so cool because we were able to have a conversation about children. Nice. And so that's what I've noticed that has changed is I've been more mindful for the type of clients that I'd like in my chair. That's and then really also good. she liked my political views too. So. <laughs> that's really good. It's good to have like a nice balance and diversity of clients. You know, I would say for me, my clients are pretty, like I have a rounded um, range of clients, pretty diverse, you know, 
Um, I would say one thing, though, that I did attract more of within the last, I would say, three, four years. I remember saying one time, like, I want to be able to do, like, more curly textures and, like, cut yeah. And I've been attracting a lot of that, you know? Um, so, like, I have a wide range, though. I do, like, a little bit of everything. The only thing I'm not doing right now is color and color services and stuff like that, you know? I took a break from that a while ago, but I'm hoping to kind of get back into that. Maybe sometime this year, I want to find a really good color line that I feel I enjoy and doesn't have a lot of, like, too much chemicals. I know we yeah. can't always on all the chemicals because we got to have some chemicals, right? right. But I just want to less chemicals as possible. I don't want to breathe in too much, you know? What's I don't the, perform yeah. relaxing services or perms. I don't do those at all. What What's the product line that you guys carry? Yeah, so I carry um, my products, which I have hair oils that I created, you know, and oh, I also, cool. yeah, I love Aveda products too, um, and I have this other product that I'm actually checking out, it's Psychasia, um, mm-hmm. it's like a product line, he has a conditioner, shampoos, and different things, so I tried out his, his name is Verlot Hall, or mm-hmm. Verlot, yeah, and um, he created this beautiful brand um for textures you know um providing more moisture and stuff like that oh, so i bought cool. his conditioner and his shampoo and i really like their products so psychasia brand i use that product line and um yeah and sometimes occasionally i'll use a little bit of, of the paul mitchell you know stuff oh, okay free yeah and then how many days a week are you working i'm working three days a week Yes. Okay. And you say you see about maybe three to four clients a day? Yeah, when I'm there. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, you know, work smarter, not too hard here because Yeah. And I don't I really believe that sometimes, you know, we don't have to have like a ton of clients to really be successful. You know what I'm saying? No. You know what I'm talking I, about? Like Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I decided um pricing. Pricing has always been difficult for any hairdresser. It is just difficult. It is difficult to price what you're worth. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I do not do discounts. If you're going to get a color and you're going to get a haircut, I'm not giving you a discount. I love it. Different services. So this is how much your color is. And this is how much the haircut is. Yes, Emily. And I love that. I agree. And I respect that. Absolutely. And I don't know what the worth is. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. saw um one of my girlfriends, same thing is we were working together. We talked mm-hmm. about pricing. Yeah. And I was like, girl, you gotta raise your prices. Absolutely. It's like you gotta do it. Like I know it's like you feel that like, oh, I don't know if people are gonna yeah. book, but she's so talented and it's like you're not doing yourself a service, you know. Oh, so- I learned that years ago. Yeah, I definitely don't. I think what it is, is like, I'm not sure what this, this may stem from perhaps some of these stereotype ways of like, maybe how people think about hairdressers and the industry that we're in, like mm-hmm. it's not professional enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where I think sometimes hairdressers find themselves feeling like, should I charge this much? Or maybe that might be too much because people probably think that we're not all that, or I don't know. Yeah. Or we're not professional enough or what we do is just like mediocre, but it's just like, right. you know, we have to go to school and you have to really be educated. And not only yeah. that, I feel like, you know, talent is important too, but customer service is oh, really important. Totally. 
people don't realize like mm-hmm. how you deal with someone, how you treat your clients. Yep. It's what makes them come back to you. Talent, talent is very important too. At some point, if you have both of them, customers, great customer service and talent, then wonderful. But I feel like what's memorable is how you treat your clients. They're going to remember that. Totally. Right? Um, and my clients get blown away from what I remember. Yeah. They'll sit in my chair. I'm like, oh, hey, how's, how's this? How'd that go? And they're like, holy cow, you actually what? remember? Mm-hmm. It's because I really enjoy the time that I'm spending with my clients. And yes. they're, and like I said on my little tag thing on Instagram, it's not about it's not about the hair. It's about the person wearing it. And I yeah. truly believe that. Mm-hmm. connecting with them right oh yeah totally so special and like yeah I just and it's I not fake it's not fake right you know and that that's when that's why I liked meeting you guys so much like you and unique because you're definitely not a fake person at oh, all thank you. <laughs> yeah when we sat and talked I, I was can't like be. <laughs> it's hard I don't know I how people do it, do it. I can't yeah. do it it's just not mm-mm. and I just like another thing is like we have to love what we do in this industry yeah passion yeah. is important too as well as having great customer service like let's not forget the passion got to be there because if the passion's not there you're not able to deliver and execute beautiful work although customer yeah. service is important let's be real people want their hair to look good oh right? yeah they yeah. want it to look beautiful so they they all go together the passion the customer service skills and it's able it helps you the passion helps you to create good results yeah you know quality results right I think I think for me so feeling reinvigorated talking hanging out with Chelsea yes she even brought up a photo shoot like us collaborating doing a photo shoot the owner of the salon so that's like okay that's a bonus that's awesome Um, she talks about how much she's into education and I love community so I love the fact that she's all about it as an owner so it's like oh my god this would be great Mm-hmm. And then the other thing for me for hairstyling, um, I'm really into, I absolutely love it, doing highlights of fashion colors with a client's natural hair color. Ooh. The way how uh, you just said that, that I, so cool. I, you are like so passionate, Emily. Love and you're it. very talented and great at color. Let okay. me just say that. Oh, thank you. Um, you're welcome. It's not that I'm not opposed of, and I do have some like bleached, all over bleach, and then a fashion color, which I love. I love those mm-hmm. clients, but there's something about putting highlights in yeah. the natural color and then coloring it like a rose gold or a lavender mm-hmm. or, so you know, pretty. Or like light blue. <laughs> yeah. I love it because yeah. the way that it grows out, it looks like more natural, right? yeah. yeah, natural looking. I have those are the type of colors like I love doing like natural because that all goes to like the placement, how you place yes. the color. Yeah. All yeah. those things. So color placement. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you get me excited because I'm like, I just love color too. Like it always got me really nervous to be honest though, because I was like, colors like science and it's like so like chemistry, you know, just so much yeah. around it. But it's just so beautiful and you know intriguing and fun you know oh yeah Um, all the placements and stuff like that i so that's one thing um i did talk to gilded fox which i can't remember if you know her andrea she's she has a curly haired salon in northwest familiar um well i asked 
because mm-hmm. I told her I'd be interested in taking classes. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll teach classes. And that's oh, why yeah. I'm going to ask I you. I do remember you saying that. I do yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. So definitely getting into curly hair. Um, and then more natural balayages and highlights. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah I think it's curly hair textures ranges. You know what I mean? Um, now, I think it's just amazing. All types of curls. I really love, you know. And Have you... So from when you first started 12 years mm-hmm. ago or so, you've definitely probably seen a change with natural hair. Absolutely. For so sure. Like, relaxers, are they as popular as they used to be? I feel like they're like, people still get them, but I'm not, uh-huh. I don't think they're maybe as popular, but okay. there's still, you know, people who still get them, you know, it's like relaxers is just like, like that old school, you know? Yeah. There's, here, you know, um, technique that will still kind of be around. And some people just love what they love. I personally, I don't agree with that service. Um, you know, there's some people, be people who disagree, but I just feel like when it comes to relaxes and stuff like that, um, it's pointless. Like why put that harsh chemical like that, you know, on the hair um, that breaks the bonds on all the way. And people can say, well, color, you know, breaks the bonds down or it's a chemical too. But I feel like, you know, where I stand, my standpoint is as a hairdresser um, with the relaxer, I like to really teach my clients who are natural Mm -hmm. or have curly textures of all types to really learn to embrace the curl type, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. And if you want to have it straight, you can straighten it out with a flat iron here and there. Yeah. As a treat, you know? Yeah. And you can have that straight result. And then go back to your curls. Have you had um, a lot of new clients or clients that really have no clue how to work with their hair? Absolutely. I spend a lot of time educating clients on how to take care of their hair and how to work with their hair and teaching them um, the types of products to use in the hair and the type That's of awesome. techniques that they can do to, you know, make the hair look a certain way and just like, you know, so like I spend a lot of time definitely teaching my clients how to love and embrace their hair. I think that that's, that's beautiful. Really like. It's so important. How to do that. Mm-hmm. And have you probably noticed a difference where actually taking the time to teach your clients, they do spend the time at home to take care of their hair, right? I would say um, once you kind of get that going, you know, mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier for them to learn to spend time for sure you know I think um, it's beautiful I think, yeah I think it um a lot of clients do appreciate that you know the knowledge I feel like a lot of hairdressers may not I think it's very important to like really educate your your clients mm-hmm. and give them knowledge and share with them you know the things that are important and how to take care of their hair that so- type of things those type of things are very important you know which I know I asked you if you were going to start teaching classes and I know it's too early because I think you'd be a fantastic <laughs> teacher. Oh boy. <laughs> like to teach. So? Yeah, no, I'm looking on your page right now. So I'm on, do you have your phone with you at all? <laughs> I'm actually on my phone right now. I'm looking at you oh. on my phone so I can't move. I don't want to touch it because it's going to like. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at the last two posts. The first, mm-hmm. Oh, I love the, sh- the sweatshirt. Break up with him. <laughs> That's, That's a really cool. So she has curly hair. 
Yeah. It said, um, is it crochet extensions? Yeah. So that's extensions. Mm -hmm. And how long, how long did that take you? That took like about, I would say like four and a half hours. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then like I, you know, cut it and shaped it and everything. Do you have a, I don't know if you have a before picture. You have photos of her hair, but I don't see a before picture of what her hair looked like before. Actually, I have a before, but I didn't post that because, you know, that particular client, there were just some like, you know, stuff yeah. that we're working on with her hair. So we kind of like said we want to post at the time until yeah. the progress, you know, and she feels a bit more comfortable. Yeah. But um, yeah, but yeah. it was definitely a transformation for sure. And there's been great progress with her natural hair. I'm really happy about That's that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's how, progressing. How short is her natural hair? Her natural hair, I would say it's about three and a half inches. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we and added those in. So those definitely. Um, how long? Like how long will that hairstyle last? It will last her for about one month and two weeks. Okay. So then you would take those out, and can you reuse them? No. Once okay. We, once you take those out, that's it. Yeah. And we'll just yeah. And then now you have another client, which is the second to the last post, mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous braids um long braids how long did mm -hmm. that do you remember that here I could show you okay let's see oh yeah that one took me about let me see we started at like 11 30 we finished at uh 3 p.m oh wow yeah do you usually have your clients come in for a consultation first and then you actually book them the appointment um not all it depends on what their what type of service they desire you know like okay. For example, um, if I have a client who isn't certain of maybe what they want, you mm -hmm. know, and they may have some issues with their hair or like the way how they've been taking care of it or maintaining it at home, or they're not certain how to care for it or what products to use, you know, okay. um, I'll have them do a consultation. I think consultations are very, consultations yeah. are very important. Um, and I have like with the lock clients who want locks and if they want to start locks, I definitely do a consultation with those clients too, for sure. I started someone, doing mm -hmm. uh, FaceTime consultations. Do you What's do that? that? FaceTime consultations? I, I do not. It's actually pretty, I, I like doing it uh, <laughs> instead of a person coming to the salon or just a phone call. I'll see if they have an uh, iPhone and then we'll do FaceTime. I can take a look at their hair. Got it. I like that that's cool too personally i like in person yeah because i like to meet them face to face i like to see yeah. them sit down i like to see their hair in person i like to touch the hair i want to kind of just analyze the scalp and all that you know the hair and see what's going on because although face to face you know like the facetime and stuff of that's cool i don't know i just i like the in person yeah you know? and it just kind of gives me that like interaction and like personable making the clients feel like they're being heard and just oh like, yeah I just like the interaction you know yeah um and, and they gonna, get to meet me and they get to see who I am and become I want them to be comfortable you know that's really cool so yeah um so I'm gonna and you guys I'll actually if that's okay with you these yeah. photos I'll have these posted on my website as well okay so they know the uh people listening know who, what I'm referring to all so right I, I have one more photo I wanted to ask you about Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. well, actually, maybe a couple. Um, <laughs> fashionable faux locks. 
Yeah. So this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me what locks are? Yeah. So locks are pretty much, um, you know, anyone can lock their hair. For example, locks is just really matting the hair texture that someone has. For example, on straight hair, you'll have to mat the texture more mm-hmm. to create a lock, a body of lock, right? Okay. But on a hair texture like mine, kinky texture, it's already like matted. It's like tighter and, you know, curlier. This texture is already present. So you, it's kind of like control matting. So you kind of just like, this type of texture mm-hmm. will naturally lock easier. Can you comb out? Already the, textured up. Huh? Can you comb out the locks? You can comb out the locks. People actually spend time and hours doing that. I, I don't know why, but that's more like people don't want to cut their lock offs. You know, if they already have the locks established mm-hmm. and they want to like go back to the natural hair texture, they'll spend time combing them out. And to me personally, I think that you lose more hair in that process. You might as well Got cut it. them off. But everyone has a choice of what they want to do. But you know, pretty much locks are just like, you know, um, just taking the hair strands, whatever texture you have. And like, depends on the texture, you kind of mat it to create mm-hmm. the body of lock, or you can twist it, or you can do a two strand twist. You know, like when you just take there and twist it in two strands, mm-hmm. or you can do a, a palm roll where you take um, the hair and just twist it to, I guess that will be like, clockwise just to the right one way just to kind of help start that foundation or you can do what you call there's another another method called interlocking where you take a crochet tool mm. like a crochet hook and you go into the hair strand different directions okay in the hair to create like a, a hole or would you say like looks like a braid like texture mm-hmm. and that will give you a foundation to help start the locks and now does the size of the lock depend on how tight the curl is? So the size of the locks depends on like how... the width of it. So if you mm-hmm. have a client that has really big curls with the locks yes. big like the diameter of hair that you would grab be bigger or would it still be a small amount? Does that make sense? So I see what you're saying. So pretty much you're trying to say like when how do you size them? So yeah. I think that based on like, you know, the hair texture that I'm working with. I look for, um, is it like, is the base healthy enough? Is it too fine? Is the texture too fine for me to create like mm, okay. a small lock or is it, you know, what is the texture like there? So the okay. foundation of the locks is very important. Like I want, I'm looking for, um, a healthy base. Gotcha. If the hair is really dense, there's a lot of density. Mm-hmm. And it, this also goes to like what people are looking for. People may want a certain amount of size, you know? Mm-hmm. But I may not be able to create that based on if their texture is, you know, too fine or too, you know. So, um, well, for this client, now, how often would you recommend somebody coming in to get their locks redone? Well, for that client that you just showed me, the full locks, mm-hmm. those are actually extensions. Those aren't her real locks. Those how, locks. Okay, I so yeah, I, I kind of figured that because it was a bow. How <laughs> yeah. short is her hair? Her hair is like about, I would say like three inches. So will she wear this for a while or will you? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She'll wear it for a while. She can actually keep those in for like a month and wear her type of texture. Her curls are very loose. So she can go like for like a month and like a week or so. Okay. Yeah. Or and even like a month and a half. It really depends on how well she cares for it too, you know? And for clients so. that have natural hair that you lock, 
when do they need to come in for you to redo the roots? To redo the roots? Um, well, let's say, first of all, it takes, like, when someone starts locks um, from the, the very beginning on the natural hair, it takes about anywhere from six months to a year to really for it to lock up. There are many techniques these days where you can actually do like instant locking, where mm -hmm. you take the hair and like kind of create some texture, like crochet and mat it up really quickly, mm -hmm. you know, and you can create instant locks that day. But it'll stick, still take some time, you know, but it's just a faster method That's and process. Cool. But it takes about a six year, six months to a year to really see that lock-in method, lock-in process. This one, I, like, I keep on looking at your page because I love your page. Uh, here's oh. another one, a double strand <laughs> method. It's a video of one of your clients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that her natural hair? That's her natural hair. Oh, so wow. she is actually, that's a great example of what I was talking about. She's actually starting her lock journey and I did a two strand twist on her. So in six months from that time, she'll see some changes. Her hair will go through like some changes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then by the, in a year it'll be at least locked up, you know? Um, how do you charge for that? Like for the braids and locks? Is yeah. it by the hour? So for the locks, I do like by the hour. Like okay. for the first hour, I'll do 50 and then per, you know, then I charge from like the per hour after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a base price and then per hour after that. And so. then do you add, but then if you're using say extensions, yeah. Then that costs a little bit more, right? And then for the full locks, that service, oh my gosh, it takes time. I mean, a lot of stuff that we do take time, but the full locks is like upon request only because it takes a lot of time. And I, I like to try to make sure I'm not overdoing too many things. So I can't do more than one full lock client that day. There's no way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes so many hours. So mm -hmm. that one is like 60 per hour, $60 per hour. Okay. Yeah. And plus, you would have to color match them, too. And um, Like their hair that, and stuff, right? Yeah, for, like, the hair, um, I'll usually know, like, I'll have them, like, send me a photo, like, of what their hair looks like. Okay. Right? Tell me what color they want. The fun thing about the full locks, because they're fashionable full locks, you know, they can get whatever color they want, to be honest. Because I'm cool. not coloring their hair. It's just yeah. buying extension. So that's kind of fun, you know? Mm -hmm. They get to buy whatever color they want. At least the base color, I like for it to match their natural hair texture. Yeah. So I'll help them find, you know, the type of color that best suits their base. And then we'll go from there. So, and then the highlights, they can have fun with that. Okay. Now, yeah. what is, what's your majority of your clients' hairstyles? Uh, hmm. Or is it just kind of a wide range right now? A wide range. I always yeah. I do a lot. You know, I do haircuts. I do. Braids. I know. I see it on your page. I yeah. do everything, you know? So the only thing I'm not doing right now is color, but I do a lot of cuts, braids. I like to do, I don't like to place myself in a bracket. I don't know. I like see? to be braided. Yes. Bracket it. I'm not yes. just someone who does this braid. Yeah. I don't just do, I do everything. <laughs> I actually wrote the, I not wrote, I, I talked about it. My last yeah. episode is about my ideal client. And you know, everybody talks about, not everybody, specialize, yeah. specialize, specialize, you'll make more money, you'll get mm -hmm. more people in your chair. And it's like, well, what if I don't want to specialize? Like, what if I, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you can be the person that specializes in everything, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I think I so. <laughs> I think because, like, specialize, I mean, I specialize, I say I specialize in curly texture. Yeah. I'm not lying. That's the truth. No, but I yeah. also love 
to do other things too. I guess I can specialize in braids. I don't know. Specialize in healthy hair care and maintaining. I think, well, people will see that on your page too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just, but, uh, and I think it's when you're saying about being put in a box, I think that's really true for me too. Like, I don't want to be known Mm -hmm. as just balayage or long hair or anything like that. Yeah, I can Uh, do about any texture. I don't, you know what I mean? Which what I will have to say, that's one of the things that we discussed is that you are probably far more wide ranged in um, technical skills with hair than I am. Mm. remember we were talking about that oh yeah yeah yeah. on the couch you were saying like what yeah and it is true it is true and I think uh but for me I definitely want to dive into doing more curly hair yeah and And when you said curly hair are you explain a bit more when you said curly well that's the thing Mm -hmm. is I I've talked to some other individuals what would you describe ethnic hair like sometimes Sometimes I hear it's kinky and then other people have said, well, I feel like that's offensive. Mm -hmm. So for you, I want to, yeah, let's talk about this more because I think this is great. To me ranges like, okay. You know, this is very interesting because when curly hair textures of all types is what I always say, because there's like loose curl, there's, you know, then to loose curl texture to the tightest coily, you know, like my hair texture to the Afro kinky coily, you know, zigzaggy texture, like it, it just curls so tight that it's like really, you know, it's curlier and tighter. Do you um, go by the, so, oh, do you go by the, like the 4A, 4B, oh, or 4 No, uh-uh. I cannot, okay. I can't even deal with those ones. Oh, I don't deal with those number stuff. Okay. I don't deal with any of that. I respect it, but that causes so much like have havoc and just all this extra drama. Really? Within, okay the curly industry of you know it's just stressful i just tell my clients i just really focus on having them learn to love and embrace the texture that they were born with simple as that i love that whatever texture you're born with how do we go about loving and embracing that how do we go about caring for it how do we understand that this is the texture that we were born with and how do we yeah learn how to love it and find out the products that's best for it and how to care for it like it's just that. simple as that for me of course the numbers are helpful in a sense because it helps you kind of maybe i guess establish where you are i don't know but loose medium tight you know like yeah stay with the simple you know so, um well you yeah. now you say that your hair coily did you I would say, say mine has like an afro kinky texture so afro kinky it, it gets coily because it gets so tight you know so for me, um, I would say that diving into curly hair, I want to get into learning to do your hair type. Yes. There we Kinky, go. Kinky, coily, afro. That's the type I want to get into. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great because, um, you know, the loose curls, the visible curls that you see, I mm-hmm. notice the visible curls that we see when, when I say visible, I'm talking about, you can see them visibly defi- defined, mm. right? That's what I see a lot of people working on, right? Yeah. That's oh, curly yeah. texture. It is very, it's curly. It's a curly texture. My type of hair is the curly texture as well, but it's the tighter curl. So it becomes coilier. It goes beyond the loose one. So for but you, it becomes more froish kind of curl, you know? So say, for instance, you sat in my chair 
and you were a client of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, or for you, having a client with your hair type. Yeah. Now, if you're doing a haircut, do you cut the hair dry for first to see the so- shape naturally and then shampoo, condition, comb out style? Like, how do you? Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. So um, for texture like mine, I usually um, mist it first a little bit because I want to make sure I'm not like causing any kind of like, you know, tangles mm-hmm. and I'm not um, hurting my clients too. Yeah. So I'll spray it a little bit first um, just to kind of help detangle the strand. And um, then I would start cutting the hair. Oh, okay. Or I will, depends on how maybe the client came to, sometimes they may um, straighten the hair out already or they may have it in braids or twisted up already. So having a little bit of, having your hair braided in advance the night before, it kind of stretches the strands so that I can really see too, you know? But um, wouldn't that affect the shape of the hair of the natural? The natural not necessarily. Okay. If it's stressed out, I'm st- if it's stressed out, and it's dry, I can see the shape taking place. Okay, gotcha. If it's really tight, like how it's, you know, my head's pretty, it's pretty tight right now, mm-hmm. right? I will comb it out, but I will spray it first. I'll mist it a little bit with a little bit mm-hmm. of leave-in conditioner and water just to kind of help to move the strand so I'm not creating tangles. I want to detangle it. So I'll comb it out with a white to comb. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can see, you know, um, make sure it's like pulled out a little bit, stretched out. But I don't necessarily need to, like, straighten it to see. Right. It's a preference. Some hairdressers like to, like, put heat on the hair and straighten the hair out first. And, and then, then do the cut. It. Right. But for me, I don't necessarily need to do that. But I respect if a client wants me, if they prefer me to, like, stretch the hair out mm. with a blow dryer, right? And, like, just stretch the strands out a little bit more. So um, they can have, you know, the cut, then that's okay. But personally, I don't necessarily need to um, put heat on the hair. I, and I cut hair, I cut curls, like the loose and visible curls. Um, it depends on the state of, because curls change depending yeah, on the weather yeah. or it, the change. I have the mind of its own. Yeah. I can sculpt them as they are, you know, visibly seeing them. Um, I often always most likely spray the hair though. Like more okay. spray. You know what I mean? So for yours, yeah. like you would spray it with water and conditioner, you know, comb leave it out. Leave comb it, it out. Yeah. Comb it Stretch out. It out. Mm-hmm. cut it and then would you get your hair wet again condition and then diffuse and then check the shape again or with what my texture i don't yeah. diffuse okay. there's really no point to diffuse because it's so tight the 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 shape will be present for sure okay once you put moisture on it you'll kind of see it snap back into you know its position with visible curls and stuff like that i kind of help to encourage the curls to come back mm. in their little space and their where they live and all that. So I'll use like a diffuser. So after I do the, the cut dry or moist, I then mm-hmm. shampoo and condition and then I style the hair. I had a, yeah. so I had a client if with- that makes sense. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why you should be teaching a class later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh boy. No, I know, I know. I put you yeah. on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but you know. So um, yeah, I had a client that had really curly hair. I mean, the visible yeah. curls. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she had, she was a new client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a new client, and she wanted me to straighten her hair. Yeah. So I cut it, and then I think I did cut it a little bit straight. 
but I was kind of like, I didn't like it because I wanted to see what it looked like curly. So I actually had oh. her come back. I had her come back in for a free uh, complimentary deep conditioning treatment and style so that I could see it curly as well. Got it. And so you liked started, it. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, but she liked it. started with it straight first. Right? Yeah, so she Got came it. in with super curly hair. We yeah. did a really full highlight on her. She wanted mm -hmm. to leave it with straight. Go home yeah. with straight hair. Mm -hmm. The reason why is she was so used to straightening her hair oh. for so long, forever. Okay, I was wondering. And she's yeah, she had short. She used to have short hair shaved on the sides, flat iron the top, and I now see. she wants to get into a shag cut. Okay, and it was her, her hair totally looked different, straight versus curly. I'm sure that's a um, magical curl. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and her kids. Thank God, her kids mm -hmm. tell her she looks so good with curly. Oh, that is so nice. And I did. I usually don't say, "Hey, this doesn't look great on you," but I yeah. did say, "It's like it, it softens your features. The curly yeah. hair, fantastic." Yeah. So I'm hoping she's going to keep it a little bit longer for a while. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think, you know, it's really, curls are amazing. Loose. I love it. Loose curls to the tightest, tightest you can go. To the yeah. afro, kinky, coily textures. I, love just, I just love all, I love all textures. Straight, wavy. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I see texture, which is what intrigues me. The hair. The hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The person, the hair texture, yeah. you know? I think it's important for us to be um, hairdressers, to be more, I would say, it's a choice. I remember we are talking about this. It's a choice if someone wants to learn about right. a specific texture. It's their choice, you know? Yeah. How do you want others to feel if someone comes to you and asks you, you know, hey, can you do hair texture like mine? What do you want to be able to say? is something for someone to think about. That's kind of how I put it. Because recently, mm. I actually, um, because like my friend was so busy and booked, I couldn't get in with her. I reached out to this salon and I asked her, are you familiar with hair texture like mine? Like Afro kinky texture like mine? Have you ever cut this type of texture before? And she says, no, I really respected it. I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know what I did? I went to her and I actually taught her how to do my hair. And oh, she cut see? my I did. I spent time. She's a licensed hairdresser. She's really sweet. And she cut my hair and she blow dried my I actually have a video recording of her. I would love to see that. Blow drying my hair. And like, I taught her because I'm like, listen, how would you know if you were never taught it? Or so because she said no, I had a choice. I could be like, well, I don't want you to do my hair. Or I could. I understand because I don't want to. I'm not, there's no need to bully her. She's a hairdresser. She's in my industry. So my thing was like, well, let me teach her. Mm -hmm. Let me teach her. And she really appreciated it. And now I'm like, I teach her, my like, girl, you're going to be a pro. Because I'm going to come back to so you, cool. back to you, back to you. And you're going to be a pro by then. She cut my hair. That's awesome. Yeah. I helped her. I was like telling her, like, I kind of left it. When it came to the cutting part, I kind of like left it up to her a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I kind of still helped her slightly because I know you know, like I said, with cutting curls, right? Cutting tighter mm -hmm. texture. Still different from cutting straight hair, right? So is she, was she pulling it out with a white tooth comb, your hair, and then cutting? Or did she leave it kind of more natural? She actually um, did some sculpt. She combed some of it out with a white tooth comb. And then what she first did, actually, after we shampooed it, 
I actually wanted her to blow dry it out because I haven't seen my hair blown out for a while. So I oh, did actually cool. do that. I kind of want to see how long it got. And then um, I let her kind of just do her thing. That's cool. After that. I just let her do her thing. I, I, I would have yeah. to say that that's really great for you to have an open mind like that too yeah it's because it's hard it's hard like I mean I'm I definitely am embarrassed that I don't know all hair mm-hmm. how to work with all hair types yeah I've been in the industry since 2006 mm-hmm. like how do I approach somebody that has a different hair texture saying right. hey um so I think that that's really cool but also too let's let's be real and say that I think the beauty schools should actually start Yes, teaching, educating the students more because on different hair textures, which time with them, yeah. Which right. I like the fact that you said how great your school was. Mm-hmm. I think that that was awesome, and it yeah. sounded like it had some diversity. Whereas it mine had some diversity. did not. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that there was diversity when I was going there. There was like a black barber, see, um, yeah, you know, and then they they had they they did their best. They tried, you know. Yeah, they definitely had, you know, some diversity there. I know that there's still some students, though, I would say that graduated and didn't know how to, you know, work with textures like mine or... No, I so, didn't. You know? uh-uh. And But at some point, we have to be like, okay, let's take initiative and yeah. do it. When, if oh, we totally. want to learn how to do that texture, let's seek a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like for um, hairdressers, it's important. Like, like I said, me choosing to help that hairdresser... Mm-hmm. I truly enjoyed doing that. And she actually was so cool. excited about it, which I love too. She's like, thank you so much. She's like excited about it. And now I'm like, you never know. I might be able to send someone your way. And they're going to be like, you sure? Absolutely trust me. Because I'm going to get her ready. And That's I, she, awesome. She's my stylist. And I'm, I'm going to her. And she's like close to me. So I'm like really oh, down the street. I'm like, perfect. You know? So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So to close off. <laughs> For this episode yeah. with Lexi Johnny. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out. I wanted to leave on positive notes, which I have been, but uh, with my guests. But I kind of wanted to create a, I don't know, a standard of the same questions that I ask. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Who inspires you right now? Right now? Yes. Is there anybody you follow on Instagram, social media? It doesn't even have to do hair. Is there anybody that inspires you right now? Oh yeah, is, let's okay. see. Oh my gosh, there's so many people. But uh, let's see. Who inspires me? Um I would you know who's actually really inspirational, to be really truly honest. This person does hair. Can I name one person that does hair? Yeah, go for it. And I um, write it down so I know. Oh, okay. So I can follow on. Yeah, so um, my friend Cherie Nicole, she's so inspirational to me, honestly. She's like super driven. And she's from Golden. Studio 69, right? Yeah, okay. her family owns that salon, by the way. And she is just like, I've watched her just put in the work, put in the work. I mean, she is like super inspirational. She's a mom, a wife, and just like a really great individual you know that's really cool she um works on sets and like you know takes care of her family and is always like dreaming and elevating in life and she's gonna get ready to open up her own business um soon and that's i just really truly 
appreciate her. She's very inspirational. <laughs> she probably so knows cool. what I have to say again because I just appreciate her and I want Aww. her to know that. And she's one that's inspirational. Let me see. Someone who does not do hair who's inspirational to me would be um let's see. Why am I freezing right now? There's so many That's people. okay, yeah. Um like are you listening to I'm into podcasts now and stuff, so <laughs> I don't know if you listen to anybody or have read any books. Um I haven't read any books recently, but I would also like to say there is a chick. Um, she is a multilingual chick. She teaches like different languages and stuff like that. Oh, her okay. name is Ambi Gonzalez. She's very inspirational too. How did you find her? You should follow her. I actually found her on YouTube. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And she's very inspirational. She is a polyglot, speaks many languages, and she helps others and teaches people how to learn different languages so do you, she's very inspirational that's really cool mm-hmm. do you yeah. know you know more than you know other languages right yeah i speak some spanish you know okay and i'm still ex- learning to excel in that way i would say i'm pretty you know good but i yeah. can be better too but yes all um, i know is uh donde esta el baño and mas, <laughs> mas cervezas por favor <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> yeah. So she's inspirational. And um, who else I would say is inspirational? Um, and honestly, let me just say, people who are generally good people around me, you know, who are there mm-hmm. and are doing great things in their lives and they're just being there and being genuine, they're inspirational too. That's cool. Um, you know, that's how I put it. That's um, how I feel too. Yeah, just good genuine people you know i feel like Um, you notice that more now with covid mm -hmm. like you know the real people like the people that for you and that you you can be there yeah and maybe not as many as before but that's okay Mm -hmm. right that's true there's just yeah you gotta gotta know you gotta know your peeps know who they are who are genuine and stuff like that um and then Are you ready for my next two? I have two more questions. Sure. Okay. What have you done that brings you joy during COVID? Oh, yeah. That's the easy one. So, and, okay. Well, actually, yeah. Go ahead. Dance. Oh, yes. Yes. Dance. So you've got, have you gotten into more dancing because of COVID? Um, Like dancing more? I wouldn't say it's, well, it's more personal like it's just like for me self like healing you know oh, healing awesome. fun ways to like heal through like meditative experiences exactly and meditation that's really um, cool yeah do your, do your kids dance they <laughs> not really like that though i mean they've been oh. doing way with this little like tiktok stuff and stuff oh. <laughs> i'm always seeing my dogs doing this little thing i'm like girl what are you doing like all oh, these all oh, these kids in that way the fun dances you know yeah yeah but i definitely enjoy dancing it just like it brings me so much joy that's why actually i found this studio space that i'm going to be renting out once a month i start next month yeah i'm excited to and it will be years i haven't been in studio for years actually i'm telling you for Uh, years i haven't been into a studio space and just me just for myself I'm rent. I'm gonna rent the space out, and I'm gonna just let it be. Uh, 
yep and just release and just oh i love that so you'll be by yourself doing that yeah that's great and if if you know maybe one of my friend wants friends want to come with me i'll have her come in the space with me or whatever but just for myself i just want to connect with myself again like yeah in a type of different way you know with them yeah yeah that's really cool i miss kind of like being on stage and like all those kind of things but more so that's a beautiful thing about dance you know even though i'm not doing it professionally i can still have it for me yeah. and use it in ways to help heal and to help bring peace in my life or joy or you know that's really so, cool yeah um now this one i i'm sure everybody's been thinking about this i have what would you like to do once it's safe after mm-hmm. covid or the vaccine is there anything on the top of your mind you're like i cannot wait to do this um uh i'm not hmm i'm not really certain this sounds kind of weird because i'm like i could do it now you know um yeah like, i guess because like, i'm like oh okay yeah traveling is you know i would love to travel that's really what's been on my mind a lot is traveling to probably having maybe after cover traveling with the sense of feeling that it's more safe yeah right? and it's like i don't even know i don't know this whole i'm just like yeah so traveling that's kind of that's really that's cool. what i'm i would look forward to but then again, I'm like, I could do it now, though. I'm not really trying yeah. to put it on COVID. So I'm just like, yeah. I can do whatever. <laughs> it's just like right now, I just, I can't do it for whatever reasons, right? Right. Just like my timing or I'm busy, but, you know, I can and still do it in a safe way. I really can yeah. still travel. Yeah. If anything, traveling further away. I'm trying to upgrade my passport there right you now go. so I get away from oh, nice. further. Maybe that's what I would say. Do you Go have a place it. in mind? that you'd like I to would, go to? I would love to go to like Barcelona. Oh, I really cool. would love to go there. And I would love to go to Central America. Would you take your yeah. family with you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Definitely cool. want to go back to my country for sure. So that'd be really nice too. Well, cause you still have family over there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine, yeah. Um, yeah. mine's a lot smaller than that. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> mine is, I'm, I want to give people hugs. <laughs> oh. That's I cannot so wait. I like talk to some of my clients and I'm like, oh, man. I can't See, wait to thing. give you a hug. That's the thing I'm saying. I'm not waiting. I'm already doing those things. Oh, I'm yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I got to say, I do. With that's the mask, like that. the face, yeah, or the air. person was like, hmm, I mean, I can. I'm just choosing not to. Yeah. Thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, for one thing, I can't really go further away right now because, you know, like I right. said, I need to update that passport. But once I do, then I can go further away from the U.S. But as far as traveling right now, I really can, you know. I'm yeah. just choosing not to right now. But. Right. That's really yeah. cool. Well, it's mm-hmm. really been it's <laughs> talking with you, Lexi. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you for giving us some time. Uh, now, where can people find you? Yeah, so they can find me on IG at Lexi Johnny Hair. That's L E X I J O H N N Y H A I R. Lexi Johnny Hair. And yeah, they and can then, also find me on lexijohnny.com, you know, my website. Okay. So, and then if people ask you about curly hair, can they DM you? 
on Instagram? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. You can cool. find me because they'll already see the work on my page and all that, you know? That's really cool. You can find me on the website. You can find me on Facebook. I try to keep it consistent. Lexi John here. And I'm on TikTok now. Are Lexi you? John here. Are you doing <laughs> dance moves? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I'm not doing dance moves on TikTok. I'm just doing more like it's just the hair. Okay. I'm creative with the videos and how I put them together and all that. Oh, stuff. that's cool. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I'm just trying to find my way. I'm just trying to. Uh, I know. Every- yeah, I'm not on TikTok yet. So I think that might be my yeah. next thing. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like definitely, I want to say like shout out to those two women though that I mentioned, like my friend Sheree and Ambi, because they're doing wonderful things and they're helping other people and that's they're cool. leveling up and they're you know successful people. So yeah, I well, love seeing that. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank and you, you guys, for having me, Emily, you guys, she's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I'd only, you know, I've talked really? to you, what, this is oh our my third, gosh, third time talking. Yeah, I had so much fun, like, just, like, hanging out at the salon. I, like, told oh. Unique, I'm like, I might just stop by later. <laughs> <laughs> like, poke my head out, the, knock on the door. Right. Hey, everybody. I know. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you have a great rest of the night, and then I oh, will talk to you soon, okay? Yes. All right. Bye. That was my interview with Lexi Johnny, and it felt so great to be able to talk with her. After our interview, we discussed more about hair, and I've actually wanted to ask Lexi if she would be a model for me for styling. As she mentioned in our conversation, she has kinky Afro hair. And you know what? I didn't, I didn't ask her. I felt a little embarrassed to say, hey, Lexi, I'm not skilled with your hair. Could you be a model for me? You guys, you'll never know what you're capable of if you don't try. You know, put yourself out there. And I'm telling you right now, I am not a spring chicken. (laughs) I'm not. And I've been doing hair a long time. And it's like, You gotta go out and try, and you need to reach out to people. If you wanna learn new techniques, new styles, you have to reach out to people. So I'm excited for Lexi to offer to be a model for me, and I'm looking forward to getting to know her more. And Lexi, I really do hope that we can become friends. Um, I love your energy, and you just seem like a very kind-hearted person. So thank you, Lexi for your time to have a conversation with me. If you guys would like to know more about Lexi Johnny, you can find her information on my website, www.hairp.salon. And you can also find her on her IG, Lexi Johnny Hair, and that's Johnny with two N's. Thank you for listening. So be safe, be healthy, and above all, be hopeful. This is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, AKA Portland hairstylist. Show written by Emily Mazur, sponsored by Ziba Hub. Ziba Hub, a beauty app where you can find jobs, explore events and build community. And editing by 127 Media House.